Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead, Jules and his family are working away. Come on down to the farm in the city, back to the future, back to the plan. Right down there on the urban homestead, loving the life, back into the land. Oh, oh, oh. help the garden grow, singing. Oh, 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 we've got to help the garden grow. Welcome to the Urban Homestead Radio. We are your hosts, Annie, Jordan. Special thanks to our sponsor, Layman's, in Kidron, Ohio. For over 60 years, they have provided practical, non-electrical tools and appliances and home goods. Our family has been a huge fan of theirs since the 1990s and have purchased many quality products for our own homestead. When technology fails, their products will certainly work. So check out their website and online catalog at layman's.com. That's L-E-H-M-A-N-S dot com. We appreciate the support of this podcast. Oh, oh, oh. Help the garden grow. Sing it. Oh, oh, oh. We've got to help, help the garden grow. Oh, oh, oh. Help the garden grow. Sing it. Oh, oh, oh. We've got to help the garden grow. Thanks for tuning in. Today we are um, happy to have our friend and herbalist, Christina Chan. Christina, Welcome. thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So I guess we first met about five years ago when you came to our front porch farm stand. Is that right? Yeah, I came with a friend. She wanted to get duck eggs. And I've heard about you guys for a very long time, but I haven't had a chance to come and visit you guys. Mm-hmm. So she was my classmate in massage therapy school. Yeah. So when she told me that she was going to come over to get duck eggs, I thought that was a great opportunity to go with her and mm-hmm. met you guys. Yeah, and no. you never left. Yeah, I think we. I mean, I, I'm not sure who met you first, me or yeah, and then we hit and then we hit it off. Yeah, we, we hit just it like off we kind of connected, yeah. and yeah. and then we ha- we you would come to our events, and then you came mm-hmm. to. Um, you know, you came to the farm stand a couple more times and we just talked and talked mm-hmm. and then yeah, you... Yeah, I remember volunteering to help me with the meat. And the okay, yeah, you did volunteer. Oh, yes. right. no, yes. So then you, you scrubbed all those bottles. <laughs> you just took I them, like, don't remember that. Yeah, I, I, did. Did. I did. I was like, because I think I was didn't want to do the bottles and you took to it and you're like, I'll scrub the bottles. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> yeah, and then you did some bartery awesome. exchange or massage or something. Oh, and the massages, I have to say, were amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, very good at that. Maybe tell us a little bit about massage. And... Yeah, so um, I graduated from hands-on healing in uh, the school is in Tonga. So I graduated about two years ago. I think it's ah, uh, I think it's almost three years. So it's just been great. Like I really like how um, the human body holds a lot of tension from like emotional trauma and physical trauma, mm-hmm. and it could stick to the muscles for decades even. So just like having a good massage really helps release like the toxins and mm-hmm. the emotional trauma, like the stuck energy really moves it. Mm-hmm. So muscle memory. Muscle yeah, like muscle memory and stuff. So that's what fascinated me about massage therapy. Right, and you did a, um, I don't know if Jordan or and, and I did it, but I know I did it, but it was the, uh, the essential oil therapy. Yes. So, so tell us a little bit about that. So my teacher, Andrea, mm-hmm. so she, um, she developed her own way of using essential oils on different meridian points on the body. So I got a session with her and it really took me on a, it basically kind of changed my life because it really made me become more aware of where my emotions were coming from and also how the essential oils because the molecules of them are so small that when you apply them onto your skin it goes Mm -hmm. it's like directly into your bloodstream in like three minutes Mm -hmm. and it really helps repair and detoxifies the cells so I got really fascinated by that and I've been through like, I felt like they really helped me with my healing journey, mm-hmm. like kind of releasing stuck energy, releasing toxins. 
So in class, we had to like, you know, have guinea pigs and do it on people. And volunteered their service. Yeah, because you had to treat so many people to Yeah, I think sure. I had to treat like maybe five or ten people. I remember. And, I, and then I volunteered too, so we're like, yeah. yeah. And I remember you had a cool, like, sensation from it. It was too. very, um, yeah, it's hard to describe. Like I said, you didn't touch me at all except for putting the essential oils. Mm -hmm. And I, like I said, I almost felt like I was in internally massaged and I could feel just like movement and and pulsing and and yeah interesting things I don't know about your what your experience was what type of essential oils or uh, she would you would say I don't muscle testing. yeah she muscle tested yeah so basically um what happened it's a it's it's like essential oils with energy work so basically you're tuning in to the person's energy field and you're picking the essential oils based on what you're feeling but when I do it I don't look at the bottles because I have like maybe 10 bottles next to me so I'm attuning into your energy field and I just kind of go by intuition and just grab whichever bottle is mm -hmm. kind of like screaming or feels more warm yeah and then that's the one that's the essential oil that wants to work with you mm -hmm. so how'd you get started in essential oil? I mean essential herbs are essential what, what brought you on this path this journey how do you um, describe yourself like what do you, when somebody says, when you introduce right. yourself, what do you say I am? You mean, you like, are. Yeah, yeah, like when Alex. you, yeah, like, you're, <laughs> <That's hard>. you're, <laughs> you're, 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 you're an artist, yeah. you're an artist, you're um, an herbalist, you're a writer, I mean. Yes, yes. Yeah, I think for now, I'm just going to go with artist and herbalist, mm -hmm. just to keep it very simple. Mm -hmm. But um, ever since I was a kid, I was really interested in the natural world. Mm -hmm. So I would be spending time all all the time outdoors. Uh -huh. Like after school I'll be outside playing with the trees. Mm -hmm. If I'm not doing that, I'm doodling on my homework. Mm -hmm. So I'll be drawing pictures in my I've history books. <laughs> yeah. In my history books, um, doodling uh -huh. everywhere. And I was always fascinated by healing plants. Mm -hmm. So when my dog was sick, when I was a kid, I would, I mean, I had like herb books. I, mm -hmm. I was buying herb books when I was like mm -hmm. eight or nine years old. Uh -huh. So I would be looking and thinking like, what does he need? And mm -hmm. like try to make some sort of like remedy for mm -hmm. the animals mm -hmm. that we had. And then once I got into high school, it was either going to art center, which is like an art school in Pasadena, mm -hmm. or going to like an herb school. but Art Center, like that was the school I wanted to go since I was in like fifth grade. So I went to Art Center. So spent like about four years there and it was great. And after that, did some freelance um, mm -hmm. children's clothing, mm -hmm. freelance graphic design, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And then kind of, and then I kind of took a detour and went back into like the holistic healing arts. I got into homeopathy got into like Bach flower remedies yeah. that led me to massage therapy which led me to essential oils which led me back to herbs they're all related so yeah, I mean, yeah related it's like okay. everything is related it's like under that umbrella yeah. you've been a wealth of information just you know in talking to you like all thanks you know so I'm not feeling this correctly this way and you're just like Next, I always remember how I expressed to you something about some emotional stuff, and next mm -hmm. thing you know, these the two little bottles showed up, and I was like, "Take this and take okay. this," <laughs> and it was like, "You're awesome," you know. You were oh, like, thanks. you did this five flower remedy for yeah. you know for healing some emotional trauma, you know. It was just in a conversation, and next thing you know, you mixed up a little con you know concoction. Yeah. And that, yeah, that was incredible, just to even you know. Yeah. And I, I do feel they did help. At okay, great. In my life. Yes. Yeah. So it was like. Taking it throughout the times I felt anxiety, it, it really was, you know, helped mm -hmm. me through some of the emotional blockages I was going yeah. through. Yeah. And you, and like I said, I want to riff off Don, on Jordy, you were um, really there for us when our dad um, passed, uh, just to help us. Um, your energy was really uh, amazing at that time, um, really helped us through a lot, helped um, I was like in a blow, and I just remember you always being, being there. Like, there. Oh my God. No, 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 I just no. I remember you looking at me one time in the room and you're like, you have to get out. I said, yeah. And you just like, you just know, we really appreciate that. You were really there for us and really 
helped us through a really difficult period. And and I and and only you know not only that you were there as a friend, and that you also uh, through the Urban Homestead we had a couple workshops we partnered with. Yes, we did. Yeah, and, um, one of my our, there was a lot of favorites. Uh, a couple of, just off the top of my head, two of my favorites were the nourishing herbs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the incense one. So yes. can we talk a little bit more? I don't know what your favorites were, but I don't know if we They're have a list. Popular. They're all popular. Yeah, yeah. I definitely favorite? really like the nourishing herbs because mm-hmm. that was a concept that I learned at the Gaia School of Herbal Education in mm-hmm. Malibu. Mm-hmm. And basically it's, um, that concept is we should be ingesting nourishing herbs daily. And nourishing herbs is like a special category of herbs where it's, Herbs that's high in like minerals, vitamins, helps balance the body system, the body organs, um, high in calcium and iron. So some examples of nourishing herbs are like nettles, oat straw. Um, Those are probably two of my favorites Mm -hmm. in addition to like burdock and dandelion. So basically you should be drinking these like strong infusions, basically herbal teas every day. And the theory and philosophy behind it is that if you're taking these herbs, you won't need to take like a multivitamin pill mm-hmm. because you're getting all of the vitamins from the Nettles high in iron. It's iron high in iron, iron and calcium. Mm. Yeah. So nettles is really amazing because it's all it also acts like a diuretic. So it supports the kidneys. And I know I haven't tried it yet, but I did make a tincture that's still simmering it somewhere <laughs> in my cabinet. <laughs> That's um, nettle seeds, and I read that nettle seeds are amazing for adrenal fatigue, chronic fatigue, mm-hmm. and people who um, who might need to go on dialysis. They could try taking nettle seeds because I've read reports where it could actually like reverse the process. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We made we made nettle pesto. Was yeah, proper, that was yeah. A, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I said, Jordy said you've been uh, influential in our healing journey. Just, you know, through massages, through giving us the right herbs to nourish us and to make get through the trauma and the well, stress and the grief things, and I mean, everything. So. Just even when, you know, the whole, you know, dad in the hospital kind of thing. I remember you just like looking at me, you like straight in the eyes and you go, you okay? And I was like, and you're like, what do you want to do? And I think I just pointed to the mountains and you took me up to the mountains. Oh, yeah. And I remember that. You were just yeah. like, what do you want to do? And I just said like that. And you mm-hmm. took me up to Millard and I just sat there because I was just like, I need to go there. And, you know, you just, you know, just your energy, you just yeah, I was energy. losing it and you were just holding mm-hmm. me together. But yeah. um, I think the other popular one was the incense one. They got a well, the incense reviews. one was okay. amazing. I, I it was just, fun. I went, was, I've been yeah. on the town. Yeah, that was really fun do that again but just to even go back to my own experience with Christine mm-hmm. who I consider a wonderful friend is I never really, like had massages I had like I had like very sensitive body where I you know if somebody touched my back I'd kind of like seize mm-hmm. and so I think that, like you were the first person I let you know even massage me and I just I remember laying there on your little massage table mm-hmm. and in my brain all I kept thinking was she had little heaters. <laughs> yeah, right. Like yeah. heaters in something that's warm. Because every time you touched me, there was just like this heat energy. And I was like, this like is incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, after the whole massage, and I'm like, like in a state of bliss, and, you know, she was like, do you like have something on your like belt that you're digging your hands in? And you're like, what are you talking about? And I was like, yeah. your hands are really like projecting this heat. And you're like, no, that's just my hands. And I'm like, yeah. I felt the same thing. Yeah. It was just like, like there was literally like, you could transfer your energy just, out. Heat. I mean, you could just it's feel like a it. Radiating yeah. heat. I can't yeah. even describe it. It was amazing. I re- literally thought you would dip in your hands in like some little <laughs> heat packet. Yeah, I, I always joke that I'll put my hands in a microwave. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, because I, I could not it. understand it. Because every time you touch me, I'm like, this radiant heat. And, you know, and I'm like, she's dipping her hands in something. No, and I always remember that. It was incredible. And I think I got off the table because I was having trouble with my legs at that time. Feel my legs. This is amazing. You're wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like my classmates, um, because we had to massage each other for class, and mm-hmm. basically, they called me oven mitts. Yes, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah always really warm. It's yeah. incredible how you can. Just but see, I can I can shake your hand right now, and I don't feel that. But she can. No, but she can move her. Energy. But she moves yeah. your energy into I that. Think thing. Once I start like tuning in, mm-hmm. then it starts like heating up. Mm-hmm. And stuff. You can just feel like the blood in your body move better. And, yeah, because you, know, you yeah. did something to my shoulder recently, and the next day I'm like, oh, I can feel it. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, we still need to work more. Right, work. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I know. I mean, I, I know you're saying this, and I think it's important to tell to people it's a holistic approach, and you know, mm-hmm. nourishing herbs and and all that stuff. I don't and 
and the value in that. I mean, yes. maybe talk a little bit about that. Like, yeah, value, also, just like what this. Also, um, I like to emphasize on as much as you can, like try to source locally for herbs. Like, you want to see what grows in your area. Mm-hmm. So I know in my mountains over here, we have like white sage, bay laurel, we have nettles, we have chickweed, dandelion, thistle, willow grows in the Arroyo Seco. So it's nice to know what's growing in your area because that's empowerment too. Mm -hmm. Because if you're sick, you know that white sage is good for cold and respiratory issues and it could be growing in your yard mm-hmm. or it could just be a nice hike in the mountains you can collect some yeah. not too much but collect some yeah the white sage yeah, yeah well, when you were helping out the other day um, with the farm boxes stuff we appreciate your help but you were picking chickweed or wandering jew also mm-hmm. we have for some reason we have a lot of that um, growing so help yourself to that um yeah. Yeah. for people that don't know that's a Technically classified as a weed, weed? but yeah. it's has a lot of nutritional. Mm-hmm. Like, it has nutritional benefits, also high in calcium, mm-hmm. and also considered a nourishing herb. Mm-hmm. And also, it's a demulcent, so mm-hmm. it has like moisturizing ability. So if you're running a little bit dry, like dry mouth, dry mm-hmm. sinuses, or you just feel like dry skin. So like drinking or eating chickweed is good to kind of just moisturize the body. Mm, yeah, and just to mention on what you said about the white sage, it is a popular thing, people are over-harvesting it, but yes. we grow it here on the homestead. Mm-hmm. And one thing, my favorite thing about the white sage is not only, you know, to toxic energies, but sometimes when I feel like I could, like I could feel a little bit in my sinuses or mm-hmm. my throat, something mm-hmm. coming on, I do take a leaf and I burn it and just hold it under my nose. Oh, you just smell it? And you know, kind of like a bonnet blow it out. Uh-huh. And I could just feel like the sore throat kind of like releasing and um, in this flu season. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's been very, yeah. I've just been like, yeah, it's like, so it's like across on my head. Yeah. 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 But, but it's also you can just like, feel it kind of clear up things. Right, it's very bit. clearing. It definitely moves like stagnant, stagnancy in the body. Mm-hmm. But what the Chumash Indians would do would they would take one leaf of the white sage, like a fresh leaf, and they would just put it in their like drinking water. Mm-hmm. So if you have like a nice mason jar, fill it up with some nice cold water, put mm-hmm. just one leaf. Mm-hmm. You could just leave it overnight and it tastes really good. Yeah, and I think it, it has um there was one time we were sick and I did do a tea out of the mm-hmm. white sage in it and it um decongestion it took mm-hmm. out the phlegm out of my yes yeah. yeah 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 your workshops were always engaging and so informative and packed i mean the response and and, and people just really you know and you like I said you're really passionate about it and we're good it's just about just getting all that information across and, and, and engaging and that was amazing and one of the like i said on the incense one is in the wild harvesting that you had gotten the pine sap at locally. Oh, that, yes. Remember that story. Tell us a little bit about yes, like, your so pine sap. Pine sap, I really like pine sap. It's probably one of my favorite resins mm-hmm. to burn. It basically smells like a pine tree when you burn it. And it's like, it definitely, kind of like the white sage, it really opens up your lung, your respiratory ways, and like it clears like sore throats and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I haven't tried this myself. But you could, in emergency situations where you don't have like a band-aid, you can melt the pine sap hmm. and it becomes like kind of sticky and then you can put it over your cut mm-hmm. and it acts as like an antibacterial, antifungal, antiviral paste. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty amazing. But I go up to the, you know, the San Gabriel Mountains and even if you just go to like your local park and you look at the pine trees, if you kind of dig around on the bottom, like near the trunk, you'll see like little white... They call beads, them tears, I mean, like beads, like beads I mean, yeah. um, of the sap, and you could just like collect those and just keep them mm-hmm. in a jar and burn it if you want some mm-hmm. like um, air freshener or if people are getting sick in the house, mm-hmm. it'll be nice to kind of like burn incense like white sage, cedar, um, pine resin, palo santo, those are all like great herbs to burn in the house especially if someone or like family members are like sick with mm-hmm. like the cold and flu because mm-hmm. it does purify the air right yeah that's it's like that nature is this you know not only can you find it in the wild but you know growing here at the homestead we're growing our own sort of pharmacy mm-hmm. which yeah you know to utilize that um justin mentioned that you do volunteer and help um on the farm box day to pick the herbs how mm-hmm. how do Those you find fun. how do you find that it's, job uh, it's amazing because <laughs> it's like 
you're like in the dirt, you're pruning, you're like cutting the herbs and you smell. I think the main thing is the smell, like mm -hmm. the aroma mm -hmm. of like all the herbs mm -hmm. that you pick, especially mm -hmm. like the lavender, the oregano, the rosemary. Mm -hmm. And after picking all the herbs, like your hands would just smell like a smorgasbord of different yeah. culinary herbs. Mm -hmm. So it's been, it's been great. It's yeah. been really yeah. It's awesome. fun. It's surprising because like you said, we've been growing it for so long and then you're like, oh, what is this? What is this? What is this? You know, I mean, the stuff you don't know. And, yeah. and then you forget how much we're actually growing. Oh, you know, in terms I mean, it's like herbs, yeah, hundreds. I mean, yeah, many hundreds. Recently, you were making like this oak catalog and auto, and you were just like, we have that, list. we have that. And I looked at it and was like, oh, we have all of them. <laughs> 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 we just forgot about it. As plants. plants we just forget about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's there. So it's just kind of like we have, oh, I gotta make you know, photog grown in the back. We just ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's oh, like, yeah. You know, and it's amazing. But yeah. it's, it's so then, lovely. You can utilize a lot of them, too, so. Yeah. We had, um, I forget the one Gabriel grows, but uh, oh, Egyptian the, mallow. Yeah, the, mm -hmm. the Egyptian mallow. We call yeah. it juice mallow as well. Yeah, it was another name for it. Yeah, he's got a lot of seeds with them. You so get the rosella from him too. Yeah. You know, so and that, then, yeah. Well, there's so well, much to grow. Speaking of herbs, oh, like without putting you on the spot too much, what is your favorite herbs to work with? Oh, okay. Yes. Um, top ten. Top, top ten. Five. Top five. Okay. As of now, I'm really, really digging the ginsengs. Um, I do work at a Chinese tonic herb company. Mm -hmm. So I do get great access to really great herbs. Last night was a pretty tiring day at work. Mm -hmm. So I did take some of our ginseng products. Mm -hmm. And basically our ginseng roots are at least, I believe it's eight years or older because yeah. most of the ginseng products on the market they're made with young ginseng roots, which mm -hmm. is around like four years mm -hmm. old. Mm -hmm. And when they're still young like that, they don't have the uh, full Potency. medicinal compounds, okay. like the chemical constituents. Okay. So a lot of people, when they take ginseng, they always have complaints of it makes them too hot. It kind of like ups the blood pressure. It makes them jittery or they can't sleep. Mm. So most of the time that's because it's young ginseng roots. Oh. But when you get mature ginsengs, like ginseng that's like eight years or more mm. old, you don't really get that um, you don't really get that effect. Mm. It's more mellow, it's more balanced. Mm. So I've been taking a lot of ginseng because I think as you guys know, I've been moving a lot in the last like year. Lots of things going yeah, on. Yeah, lots of things going on. So like, I feel like I don't have like symbolically and energetically. I don't. I feel like I don't have roots. Mm -hmm. So right now I'm uh, growing my roots. So I'm I'm point. really digging a lot of the root herbs, mm. like the hushu, I like that. which is the foti. Mm. Mm. Digging, digging the roots. Digging the roots. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. There we go. Violet domain name. I like the, the, yeah, I know, it's symbolism. funny. Yeah, symbolism. Yeah, so like the foti roots, um, the ginseng, uh, astragalus is another one I really mm -hmm. like right now. I actually bought some astragalus seeds, so I'm hoping to plant some. It is, I think it's in the legume mm -hmm. family. Yeah, it is. So um, like ginseng, it has really great properties. Like it's, it's warming in action, but not too warming. Like warming as in... You know, it ups the effect of things in mm -hmm. your body, like elevates your blood pressure or like just makes you feel more warm. So it has like a nice like neutral mm -hmm. um, energy effect to the body, but it's also like a potent like immune booster. There's been lots of scientific studies that say like astragalus is great for people who are going through chemotherapy. Mm. Like if they ingest astragalus, they're more likely to survive the chemotherapy. Interesting. Wow. Mm. So is that top three? What number was oh, that? Yeah, three? Well, oh, that was no, number one. No, ginseng, no, ginseng no, foti. Uh, okay, okay. And then uh, astragalus. I didn't really say much about foti, but yeah. it's also known as hushu wu. Uh -huh. It's considered a tonic herb so it really helps replenish and restores the body especially the kidneys mm -hmm. it's also known as like a beautifying herb because it's supposed to make your hair darker and grow faster mm -hmm. and um, I like it because it's a replenisher so if you're feeling really tired overwhelmed or overextended Hushu Wu is a nice tonic herb to mm -hmm. ingest 
to just kind of like boost it. Yeah, so you we, we, we bought that plant uh, like 10, 15 years ago. I have to divide it and it could, it and we could not get rid of it. It was I called elixir, it yeah, elixir of life, and people supposedly lived to 140 years old. Yeah, when yeah. They were it's been it. in this pot forever, and it's kind of root bound. <laughs> so it's, it's a good root though, because yeah. you're supposed to use roots that's also like eight years well, old. I'll be cutting it up. It's <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's over eight years ago. The poor plant dries out in the summer because it's so root bound. Oh, you know, I need it's to get still it. Alive. Yeah. It's still alive. It's yeah. it, it, it's it took over. That we had it on the north side of the house. Mm -hmm. We had the south side of the house. We had it on. So we finally put it in a pot. It's been in the pot forever. And yeah. It's there, and it dries out in the summer because it's it so root bound. There's actually two less. ways to prepare hushu wu. Like, if you don't prepare it, like say you just cut up the mm -hmm. root and dry it, it's not prepared. Okay. And it has a more like laxative well, effect I'll to your you body. Cut it up. <laughs> but the way I still need to look into this and how they prepare yeah, they burn it the second way. They actually prepare it with black beans. Oh, okay, black beans. So okay. I think they either steam it or they boil or it. Boil it. Okay, I knew yeah. they did something. They do something with the black, black beans. beans. Yeah. yeah. So I think and the leaves are edible too, right? Mm -hmm. I think that so I I don't. Don't know try this at home, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to use the leaves, but I heard you can use them. Too. Yeah. So you gave me some pills um, from the place where you work, and I've yes. been taking those. I don't know if my hair is darker or more beautiful, but what else is she but it does help. It does help me with my energy. I think a little. Much like I think the company that she works with does it like. The mushrooms for like, I yeah. called her and um, I had substituted while Anise was at Ecofarm, I substituted at the cafe she works at in the kitchen and they have these fans going in, and they, I, I could just feel my throat drying out mm -hmm. and it, I was kind of cold and I texted Christina and I'm like, so, <laughs> my throat's feeling really weird, help. And she's like, all right, I got you. And she yeah. called and the next morning, you know, where I was, she had these three, three, um, um, pill bottles, pill bottles yeah. and underneath for post-it notes says for flu yeah for, so <laughs> for, so for this and I'm like awesome and I could just feel I took it you know four pills right away and I was like oh cool there we go yeah, they were really well back in the pills yeah, they, yeah. they work in the mushroom base I believe yeah so the one I told you earlier to take mm -hmm. is the Coriolis yeah mushroom mushroom okay. and it's also known as like turkey tail mm -hmm. mushroom in mm -hmm. China it's known as the cloud mushroom because it looks like clouds mm -hmm. But that's like really strong to like boost up your immune system. Mm -hmm. So it's a good one to take when you're feeling like you're starting to like get sick, mm -hmm. or if everybody around you is sick and you just which need is like, like now. <laughs> yeah, everybody yeah, now is like that. Word. The tea you have, I'm like mm -hmm. always taking that every time I feel yep. sick. The mushroom, the cardiac oils, and the pills, and it's yeah. just like <laughs> I don't care. I'm just taking it. I mean, it's, it is yeah. the worst. They said the worst outbreak of flu. I think they said it is and deadly too. Yeah, and, and, and not, not just died. not the old, but young, middle. What yeah. I think it's uh, funny you mentioned. You know, you work in an herb shop, you're like, everybody who comes in is sick. Yes, everybody <laughs> That's a problem. You work in a herb shop and they're coming in to get well and they yeah. come in yeah. sick. So. And they share your germs yeah. with you. Yeah. 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 So I'm in work, I'm always taking those herbs too. Like, yeah. I'm just... Wear a hazmat suit. So... And then you had some of your ideas that, you know, we discussed with not only the workshops, which you hope to do some this year with you mm -hmm. and collaborate. You had also brought up like monthly herb gatherings. And I thought that was a kind of good idea. Just like to women sharing. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah I'd like to do more with that. And yeah. Think about definitely. Because when I was in the Gaia school, mm -hmm. it was basically a woman's group. Mm -hmm. Like there was like 20 girls and everybody's. It was great because like everybody came from like different background came from a different, like, even socioeconomic background was different, mm -hmm. um, age range. It was, you know, girls from 20 to all the way till they're, like, 50 and 60. Mm -hmm. So we had, like, a really good, like, variety of women in the group. And we would share, like, every month, because it was, like, one weekend class for one, like, for nine months. Mm -hmm. So every time we went to class, we would gather and we would sit down in a circle and we had like a, a talking rattle. So like we would pass it. So whoever gets the rattle, they had mm -hmm. the time to talk for maybe like five or 10 minutes. And basically just talking about like what's going on in their lives, um, what's going on with their husbands, their kids or their boyfriends. Um, who got engaged, who's pregnant, stuff like that. And it just felt like everybody bonded really well as a group. Mm -hmm. And that's something I feel like that's missing in our community mm -hmm. these days, yes. especially with women. Cause I feel like yeah. society likes to pit women against each other, unfortunately. Yeah. And I feel like 
woman, we need to empower each other. So the herb gathering, mm -hmm. I want to do something where like men and women are mm -hmm. totally welcome mm -hmm. to join. And just something like maybe I could just make a couple of, you know, different strong herb infusions. They could talk about the herbs and they just have like a nice time to chat about what's going on with people's lives and maybe I could chime in and say like, have you considered taking Alvesia flower to help you with stress right now? Yeah. Or maybe some yeah. Bach flower or something. Well, your Bach flower you know. kit is pretty awesome. I like my kit. You have like the biggest Bach flower. It's like pretty, it's in a nice wooden me. box. I know. It's yeah. like, it's like you open it and it's like, like, Oh. Can you explain what Bach is? Yeah, well, we, let's see, yeah, explain what Bach is. Yeah, so For people that don't know. Yeah, so Bach flower remedies are remedies made from flowers. So it was developed by Dr. Edward Bach, and he was a British physician slash homeopath. So one day he got disgruntled with how, like, the hospital system was run. So he moved to the countryside, and he was a very sensitive man sensitive as in he was very in tune to like the energies of nature so he realized that certain plants had a certain healing vibration for certain emotions so for example like the white chestnut tree is good to take if you're feeling like your mind is being like a record player like you're just thinking about the same thing over and over again or if you're so stuck in your head, you just can't see the forest from the trees. Mm -hmm. So white chestnut kind of calms that, that type of anxiety. So it's basically like 38 flowers and trees, and each of them help support a specific emotion or... Um, Actually, yeah, it supports a specific yeah. emotion. Yeah, and you talked at one of the gatherings, you talked about how, if it, I'm not sure if it was yours, you or a certain person that you knew uh, there was a trauma and by taking one of the Bach yeah, yeah. could be um for like trauma like it, it was one of you told us the story of somebody the star Bethlehem could have been yeah. something that yeah. she had something triggered and by taking this it untriggered so she was able yeah. uh, you told a story about that and I yeah, thought I that was, it was yeah. a relative lost a husband or something yeah. oh yes yeah. yeah it was um I gave her like a rescue remedy mm -hmm. so it's like it's basically a it's like five different flowers, but it's good for like helping like ease the body through like the pain and suffering, like emotional suffering of like having to lose someone or being involved in like a car accident and there's like that shock. So it's hel it helps to kind of like get that shock out so you're not holding on to it. Because it's only by holding on to like trauma, like emotional trauma or like sadness or anger that it'll cause like physical manifestation mm -hmm. of disease mm -hmm. so that was what Bach's belief was like he believed that all physical diseases all started with some sort of emotional trauma yeah. or emotional issue mm -hmm. yeah. yeah like for example like say I'm going through heartburn mm -hmm. right now so basically um, so that's like a physical manifest manifestation is heartburn mm -hmm. But prior to the heartburn, I was having stress with my mom. So, like by treating the stress, it like I would be treating my heartburn because the heartburn was caused by Byproduct, stress. Yeah. Versus just by treating the, the stress. Mm -hmm. By treating yeah, the heartburn. I mean, I mean yeah, too. just by treating the heartburn, it's mm -hmm. not gonna, it's always gonna come back because I haven't really dealt with mm -hmm. my mom. The symptoms. Know? Yeah. I mean, the, the stress. Yeah. The stress. The trigger. The trigger. You got a mom bop <laughs> remedy? No. Parents. 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 And you also enjoy making tinctures and I've, you know, you have a yes. couple you shared with us. Uh, you have a happy Chris herbs or sort Yeah, of like I was, I was doing something. I mean, this is something I'll definitely revisit mm -hmm. in the future, but I had my own little tincture line called like happy Chris herbs mm -hmm. and I would sell like herbs and like tinctures and it's just been a really fun process of 
basically being like a mad scientist <laughs> and just seeing like matching herbs that I feel would work well together for like a specific ailment and also going up to the mountains and like harvesting herbs have been like really awesome because it's like I would find the patch like the nettle patch or the mugwort patch or the the bay laurel tree and I would go often to just you know, like take a little bit each time mm -hmm. but over time you do develop some sort of a relationship with yeah. the plant mm -hmm. so they become like friends um, you talk to her I talk to them. Yeah, I talk to them, you know, because mm -hmm. there's just one really beautiful bay laurel tree in the Monrovia Canyon and she has to be like a couple of hundred, I want to say like maybe 300 wow. years old. She's like this giant massive bay laurel that's just kind of growing out from the cliff mm -hmm. and I call her Grandma Bay because mm -hmm. that's how she feels mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. Yeah. You also traveled to Alaska yeah, and Hawaii of, yeah, yeah. to learn about their Hawaii. Yeah, not only just so California. Yeah. So I traveled to it was last year in January, around this time. Yeah, I was in Hawaii so. last year. So I was studying La'al Lapa'au, which is Hawaiian traditional healing. I took unfortunately I couldn't stay for the entire semester, but mm -hmm. I did like half a semester at Windward Community College. Because they have a lot of great native Hawaiian um, cultural classes. So it was great because they had their own garden and they were growing a lot of vegetables and herbs as well. So my kumu, which means teacher in Hawaiian, kumu Emma, she would take us out into gardens. She would teach us olis, which are Hawaiian chants. Mm. So every time before we made medicine, before we went to gather herbs, we would all line up. Mm -hmm. So boys on one side, girls on one side, the oldest in the middle, like in age, mm -hmm. and it, like the youngest on the outside. And basically we would all sing in unison and do like an Oli chant to kind of like welcome in the ancestors, welcoming in the spirits of the plants, of the land. And it was really, awesome because like you really feel like a difference because I feel like when you're seeing that chant you're putting yourself in that zone mm -hmm. like it's you're kind of like being you're opened up and you just feel more in tune with the land mm -hmm. so it was great like we worked a lot with like turmeric they call it olena tarot taro root there was tarot root uh, as well tarot um there's Pohina Hina, which I really like. It's um, it's great for, it's like this really pretty shrub. You could grow it as an ornament in Hawaii, but it grows wild too. But it has these beautiful um, dark green round leaves, but the bottom of the leaf is like silver. Mm. And Hina Hina means silver in Hawaiian, so Pohina Hina, mm -hmm. it's a like silver plant. So that, that plant is really great for like skin issues, like fungal, itchiness, eczema, stuff like that. Yeah. Wow. We got a whole different microclimate yeah. over there. It was, yeah, fruit, it was so, it was tropi fruit. definitely tropical, you know, noni plants growing wild. Mm -hmm. um, it was super humid when I mm -hmm. went there in January, but it was, it was an amazing experience to just be working with the Hawaiian herbs and also just like learning more about the Hawaiian culture because they like all of the students and these are like, it's a community college. So I was probably like, the oldest one there mm -hmm. so everybody was like right out of high school you know they're like 19 mm -hmm. 20 and um but you know and they listen to like hip-hop rap you're like modern kids yeah, yeah but the concept of like talking to the plants the concept of honoring ancestors and the Hawaiian gods it was not foreign to them mm -hmm. like they understood it they understood it even though because of how um, the Hawaiian natives were suppressed mm -hmm. by the Western mm -hmm. society. That's all another story. Yeah, another story. <laughs> but even though they were suppressed, like they, the Hawaiian youths, they have this hunger to reconnect with their culture. Mm -hmm. And I think it's mm -hmm. like... They're very proud people. They're very mm -hmm. proud, yes. And it's a beautiful culture, too. Mm -hmm. And they, when they were seeing the oldies, like, they could really 
belch it out. Like they really connected with the lounge. And so it's it a beautiful really culture. Cool. I mean, there's a hula dance and all the hula, hula dance. Yeah, it's all just. I think I remember you telling a lot about the turmeric and. I, I remember you did do a class in Hawaii. Was it yes, and, I think I, I did a teacher And you did class. say about the, there were certain songs sung to different plants, I think yeah. you even said. Mm -hmm. Each plant had a song for it as you harvested song. it. Yeah, I didn't learn the specific mm -hmm. but songs. But you said there was the traditional, as they harvested the turmeric, there was a yeah. song sung to that plant and the gods yeah. within that plant. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was, it's just, and it's a lot about honoring the ecosystem and honoring the land. Like it's, mm -hmm. What blew my mind is they had so many different names for the different type of rain they would have. Mm. So if there was a there was one name I don't remember any of the names, but there's like a name for for a rain that comes down from the sky very gently and it kind of rolls over the I leaf, see, yeah, kind of like mist. Mm -hmm. So there's a specific name for that. Wow. And then there's this another specific mm -hmm. name for rain. For like if it's like coming so hard that it like punctures like the leaves and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. it's just really amazing that they would have all these. It's a culture that's de very definitely tied to agriculture. Well, yes, to yeah. the environment that Nature, it's in. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's an island that is a you know surrounded by all the elements of. Yes, it really is. It's just. Yeah. That was and a wonderful I know. So then, then from Hawaii to, to Alaska. Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How was that one? Culture so I was shock. A couple months <laughs> after that, <laughs> I went up to Alaska in June, mm -hmm. all in the same year. Mm -hmm. And that trip was, I got accepted for a art residency program in Alaska. It's called Voices of the Wilderness. And it's sponsored by the Alaskan Fish and Wildlife Service. So I spent about 12 days in the Inoko Wildlife Refuge. It's 3.85 million acres. <laughs> Just yeah. a small. It's pretty crazy because like Galena Fish and Wildlife Service, they oversee about 10 million acres. Wow. And there's only like a handful of them. So mm -hmm. it's like, it's, it's pretty incredible. They also have native, a native culture there too. Yes. So we spent, uh, we did about 600 miles on the Yukon and Inoko River, like total. Mm -hmm. So it was basically like, I was in a boat every day. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. the boat was like my second home. Mm -hmm. And we visited different Alaskan, native Alaskan villages down the way. We attended Denakanaga, which was like a three day native Alaskan elder conference. Mm -hmm. So all the elders and these elders were like 90 to like 100 years old. They would all congregate in one village and each, they'll change the village every year. But this year it was in Holy Cross. And I think there's only like, it's like less than 100 people in Holy Cross, entire town. And these native elders, they would just talk about their stories, the songs that they still remember because they were also oppressed. Yeah. The songs that I would remember, um, also about stories about how they connected with the land and how they feel like there's a disconnect with the current youth mm -hmm. because now it's like, you know, they live in the big cities, right. um, they're more interested in technology, stuff like that, so what can be done to get the youth interested in their culture again? But at the same token, they had some, the youth ambassadors that came up and spoke about what they would like to see more in their community and in mm -hmm. their culture. And these were like kids like in high school. They would go up and do these amazing talks. So it was very inspiring right. as wow. well. And was there any favorite herbs that you saw in Alaska that you Oh, man, that was great. It was like um, nettles was there. Oh, yeah. So um, it would definitely look a little bit different mm -hmm. from the nettles here, but it was definitely nettles. I saw nettles, the Alaskan rose, really intrigued me mm -hmm. because it grew everywhere along the Noko River and when we were cruising by it you could smell it in the air because mm -hmm. it was like there were so many oh, Alaskan wow. rows mm -hmm. and they're really tasty too like the flower petals is really sweet mm -hmm. so they make a great snack yeah. so when we were hiking along the banks I would just be like snacking on roses um, Ranger Karen she, um, she's one of the rangers um, of Fish and Wildlife Service, men and women, 
and she made some delicious like wild rhubarb oh, stir fry, wow. nettle stir fry. It was it was pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. And but like the main herb I really felt a connection to was willow, because it grows all along the banks. Like all the animals eat it. Like the beavers eat it. The beavers make their homes out mm -hmm. of willow. Um, the moose they eat the willow. But it has um, and when the willow is still young and tender, you could eat it too, mm -hmm. like the leaves and stuff. Shoot, kind of thing. Yeah. But I don't think people know. Tell us a little bit more what what willow is and what unique. It's willow is available down here yeah, too, right? Willow's yeah, willow is available but down here too. Yeah. So basically, willow has lots of great. Um, what do you call it? Anti. It's anti-inflammatory, but it also helps with um, pain. Mm -hmm. So AKA as well. Natural aspirin. Yes, natural aspirin from willows. That's yeah. where the, the aspirin Native was Americans developed from yeah. willow. Yeah, from the salixid. Yeah, so now it's synthetic willow, synthetic, but it yeah. originally aspirin was a property from willow, yeah. and then they just, yeah. you know, yeah. did it in the and laboratories now. Yeah. yeah, a lot of a lot of the what modern synthetic, medicine. Yeah. Is synthetic take on, on the, natural. the natural thing. Right. I think it was at Fedra. Um, mm -hmm. They have aspirin, and then they've got mm -hmm. a bunch of stuff from the rainforest. So oh, they, yeah. then they all now patented and trademarked and all the stuff like right. that, yeah. so that they can synthetically recreate it for and yeah. make some money off of it. Yeah. But there's a lot of it's available out there. So. And so you know your trips and stuff, and and if people don't you know have met you. Um, you not only are passionate about herbs, but you have amazing um, artistic ability in your sketches. I remember you showing you your beautiful herb book that you just well, documented. It's, like it's like a, a journal, journal, and it's just yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, it was just a beautiful book. I just book. was yeah. stunning. And so, tell us a little more about like your sketching and, right. and you what said you've done so, visually. Yeah. yeah. So I'm. I have a very bad memory. Okay. <laughs> and uh -huh. The only way I can hold information is if I draw it out mm -hmm. and I see it visually. Mm -hmm. So what Nisi was talking about was I have my little sketchbook and when I'm doing like workshops mm -hmm. or if I need to like memorize a homeopathic remedy mm -hmm. or a herb, like the functions of it, what helps me is to just draw it out and sketch it out mm -hmm. and color it. Mm -hmm. And then when I'm doing that, it's almost like it's ingrained in mm -hmm. my head. Mm -hmm. So in the future, if I'm thinking about nettles, I'll remember the page I drew, which is a girl that's running because it's good for like, you know, it's good for energy, it's an energy booster yeah. and all that stuff. I just wish people could see it, it's beautiful. Maybe you have to publish it one day. Someday. Um, it's, on, it's on the to-do list. Oh, I mean, like yes. I said, you sit here in your notes, you got little, uh, oh, well, yeah, well, like we'll talk about yeah. that. Jordy can intro segue into the animal, yeah. well, animal yeah, I mean, bit, well, but I, one, I want to finish one thing though. We yeah. want to hopefully, because I said your sketches are so amazing, maybe collaborate a little something with Homestead. Oh, well, we yes. talked about it. We talked about it. Because I'm with my animal stories and host sketches, my plan is to work with you on something. And speaking of animals, Yes. You've had chickens ducks and ducks. Chickens. Talk us a little yes. about the passion for animals. Yes, I had So I had, uh, I had two runner ducks, mm -hmm. and then I had one Peking duck, and I had a couple of different chickens. Yeah. And I gotta say, like, I really love ducks. They're really cute, and especially uh, like the runner ducks, they're very... Uh, Walking Bullingtons? Yeah, and they're just really comical. Like, you'll just wash them and you just laugh. Yeah. They just look really silly, <laughs> but they're great egg layers. Mm -hmm. like, they are. Her name was Quacky McQuackers. <laughs> There's a story she, there. Yeah, she, she was very demanding to her husband all the time. Like she would always be nagging him. I felt bad for him. Anyways, so, like, so she she was a great egg layer. Like she would lay eggs almost. You know, like obviously when it's like summer and stuff, uh -huh. like almost every day. Yeah. yeah. The runners are amazing. You know, shoes. they're amazing. I I read that they're better egg layers than chickens. Yes, they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and they're better for you too. Yeah. 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 Hence why you showed them in the first place because uh, five years ago you were you were yeah. for a duck egg. So yes, imagine that. Exactly. So, small yeah. worlds, but like I said, your the drawings are very. Um, just I wish people could see them. Just really. Well, yeah, just the other day she was volunteering and she said. Is that fava beans? And I said, yes. I said, did you grow them? She said, no. She drew a picture, saw a picture of <laughs> I the saw fava a picture beans, of them, yeah. and then you recognized them in the yard. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, 
That's pretty good because pictures versus yeah. drawing. Sometimes mm -hmm. there's they're not quite. They're, yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to be pretty well, good. Well, I mean, I, I have talked with Christina sometimes about, you know, I said, I have all these animal stories. And I she's know. like, write them down and we'll put them and sketch them out. So, and, yeah, yeah, I definitely, that is a plan. definitely want to do more like children's book mm -hmm. pictures, like, you know, children's books. Um, and you did something for, because, um, for your birthday, we did go up to see um, the Gibbons. Gibbons, and yes. you did tell us a story about how you actually did something for the environment yeah, so or for I, animals. I was doing this. Um, it's called Anna and the Endangered, but I never really officially launched it. Mm -hmm. But it was my own personal project that I wanted to get, basically like educating kids about endangered species mm -hmm. and what we could do to help like save them and mm -hmm. conservation efforts. And that's why I was really drawn to the Voices of the Wilderness art residency up in Alaska because as an artist, you basically are in the field with the rangers. Mm -hmm. You're kind of shadowing them, just seeing what they're doing. And as the artist, for me at least, I was just basically sketching all the time. So I had my little moleskin sketchbook that fit perfectly in my pocket. Mm -hmm. It was with me. It was kind of like my friend basically. Mm -hmm. and. Anytime we stop anywhere, I would be sketching, um, I would be writing down notes of what the rangers would say. And we saw some like amazing animals along the way, like grizzly bears, mm -hmm. um, moose. We saw like a wood bison. Oh wow. So I think within the last four, I think two years ago, they reintroduced the wood back, bison back in Alaska, mm -hmm. in that area, in the Inoko mm -hmm. area, and they're doing well. Oh. So it's it's really good. It's awesome. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, passionate about the environment. So yeah, hence why we're uh, your amazing friend and yeah, the love having <laughs> yeah, just a lot of wealth of information and just very talented. So, so I like I, I like how you do. You know, the orbs are not just so, you know they're not here's an orb for you. you there is an element and a property and a passion for it. It's like. Like almost like speaking, you you talk about the energies of the orbs and you know them as living not living things. They're just like you know your body. You're putting a living thing into your body, and, exactly. you know, for better. And that to me, it's not like somebody just pushing a pill across to you and saying, "Here, take this." And, and it's and the, for me, a pill. It's like for me, it's dead. Mm -hmm. It's like synthetic, you know. But with herbs, it's like you know these plants were alive. Yeah. You know. And they're helping us. And I like how I like how you you know your you, like emotional work with arms mm -hmm. is, mm -hmm. is something that the modern pharmaceutical the doctors don't touch mm -hmm. as you said the heartburn mm -hmm. it's like oh you have this here's a pill for that Probably but it's like no no there's like, something yeah. else that's causing this you mm -hmm. know your also your tension stress yeah yeah no and you know uh, for instance your father's death causes all this you yeah. know and it's it's all related back to emotional work and you you know. You know, like when I was saying I was having trouble with my shoulder, you're like, yeah, you know, the energy is nauseous. Yeah. I'm like, that's what it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> like so yeah. for, for beginners and people that want to get started in their herbs, uh, you recommend a book, a yeah. website, um, like say, I mean, without being overwhelmed, because mm -hmm. it could be a lot. We can There's go a lot of bookshelf and yeah, no. <laughs> read every single one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, what do you say? Like, introduction to herbs, or how, so what's the any, thing? Is, any, if you want a good introduction about nourishing herbs, I definitely recommend any books by Susan Weed. Oh yeah, she's love amazing. Her, yeah. Yeah. I Susan love her. Weed has really great, amazing mm -hmm. books, yeah, she's especially incredible. books for women. Mm -hmm. She's incredible. Yeah, like Herbs for Women. Also another great herbalist, I'm sure, if you guys are into herbs, Rosemary Glassar. Yes, yes. yes. got her book. Yes, yes. Has her books too. But I also have another favorite herbalist. <laughs> but uh, Susan wow. Weed, that, yeah, she's been like an obelisk for, for a long, long for, time. I mean, she's like the original. Yeah. She's incredible. Right. right. So I also really like Dr. John Christopher. Mm -hmm. He has a school, herbalist school out in Utah, I believe. And he has He's, a line of herbal products too, right? Yes, Dr. Christopher, um, right? Yeah. yeah. He has since passed, mm -hmm. but I really love his herb books. And if you could find them, mm -hmm. even though they're pricey, I definitely recommend yeah. it. Yeah, it's good yeah. to have a Bible to just kind of get back to. Yeah. So we're winding down. What should maybe like maybe share with um, maybe hopes and plans? I don't know. Or what? Just final thoughts and then where people can find you. Oh, okay. It's like, if I'm not moving around. And you're not working your butt off all day. Yeah, like, oh, you're yeah. interested in seeing, like, you know, your like next project or next workshop. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. like what, you, what do you think Maybe you want to accomplish? Maybe get those books published. Or yeah, so, the next class or next... Yeah, so definitely um, you can always find me 
do the original set, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you can also find me on my Instagram, and my handle is called Random Happy Chris. Yes. I haven't posted in a very long time, but hopefully that's going to change soon. You're a busy woman. Yes. Busy. <laughs> and busy. it's Chris with a C. Chris with a C. Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. Um, and yeah, and then I think I said we have some. We like to work with you on it's maybe. A, I was thinking of sketching something out for the urban homestead for yeah, you know, no. tours and and like I said mm-hmm. with spring coming up, some some classes and and I know you have your some personal things too that you know mm-hmm. we'll. Pl- I definitely we're gonna plant the herbs. I think we just got yeah. the seeds in right. Mm-hmm. So the the mm-hmm. herbs will go in. You want to plant some <laughs> seeds? Have at it. <laughs> so spring's a time for new growth, new possibilities. Mm-hmm. Hope so for everybody. Yeah. So. And I, I just, I really, you know, appreciate everything you shared. And I, I just, I mean, I'm not being like, you know, sexist or anything, but I often feel like women in arts, they kind of always have this connection, it's, this emotional yeah. connection with the healing arts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's because like, if you look at indigenous cultures, mm-hmm. like all across the world, it's like, you always, there's always stories about like the grandma mm-hmm. who makes all like the teas and, yeah. you know, takes care of the family. So it is, it used to be like a woman-dominated field. Mm-hmm. The healers were all women. And it's only once we started kind of turning into like a more patriarchal mm-hmm. society that the doctors became more men. Mm-hmm. And it became more based on logic. based And on money. Money, power, um, being able to analyze. Because a lot of, like the holistic healing arts, it's a lot of intuition. And just go away by feeling. Yeah, women have a lot of interest. Yeah, so it's like there's a big difference. And Mm -hmm. if you read any of the Susan Weed books, she talks about that. And it's like, it's very... Well, Western medicine is is gone off to treating the symptoms and not... Right, yeah. Not the the cause. Not the root. Not the root. 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 I always follow up because I've been busy and I I saved this article and I'll bring it up. I read something in the Smithsonian Magazine where they said, you know, the Salem witch trials and the witch trials of of the middle... Yeah, uh, mid uh, middle ages where they uh, killed a lot of women. Yeah, it was because, like you said, the women were the nurses, they were the healers, and they considered right. that witchcraft. And right. they said in Judaism and the old ancient cultures, the women carried this uh, fermenting, right. you know, this this healing arts. And then when you know that whole industrial, white, revolution industrial revolution happened, and, the, and you know the European culture of the patriarchal right. society came in Shifting. to to shift the power of women who were healers, they they treated them as witches. Yeah, because yeah. they could cure. Well, I mean, they also the na- mm-hmm. they the native cultures all around the world have been oppressed by new yeah. colonial, colonial development. Colonial. You could say they yeah. all over. Just name a continent. Mm-hmm. Somebody's been. Yeah, and they said it was also because the in in the, in the old ancient Judaism, they said the women were, were healers, and it was also a way to eradicate that kind of um, mm-hmm. you know power. religion too, mm-hmm. to make it more of a you know the the Catholic power kind of thing. And so yeah, it's just it, you know it's all been a balance of power to get mm-hmm. to where you know yeah, pharmaceuticals are. Yeah. yeah. Wow, so we get, we're gonna, might have to do part two to this uh, herbal healing, nourishing, yeah, holistic. Stay tuned for, uh, yeah, stay tuned workshop. for more because I definitely, um, yeah, fascinating subject. We're passionate well, about we can, too. We can do you know? it, you know, every, those podcasts, even just like women's health. Yeah, I know women's health. You've done one about women's emotional health, and it's mm-hmm. like women, you know, you take care of this, and it's like, yeah. oh, great. Am I invited? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll do men's emotional health. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be. Is that a dig? Sorry. No, I'm not allowed. <laughs> well, there's a lot to learn and a lot to keep going on, and we're excited about a lot of plans. Yeah, so yeah. Thanks, thanks for, for, yeah, thanks no, for joining thanks for us today. It was great. It was really fun. Right. And hope to have you on again. Yeah, All right. Thank, All right. You. Thank you again for tuning in. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead, Jules and his family are working away. Come on down to the farm in the city, back to the future, back to the plan. Right down there on the urban homestead, loving the life back into the land. Oh, oh, oh. help the garden grow, singing. Oh, oh, oh. we've got to help the garden. The Urban Homestead theme song was written and recorded by Tom Fair. Thanks, Tom.
come to the end of our show. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to tune in until next time. This is Annie East. Testing. Jordan. Keep on growing. Remember to follow us on our website, urbanhomestead.org. Also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We love to hear your feedback. And if you'd like to become a podcast patron, go to urbanhomestead.org forward slash podcast.